It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We just, oh, we just want to welcome all of our visitors. I know we always do that. We appreciate so much those who tune in, listen to us, the new listeners each time as they tune in, and those who have been with us for a long time. And we hear from so many on such a regular basis. We're thankful that you're there. We're thankful that you're listening, that you're studying with us, and we pray that you're growing spiritually as a result. That is our goal, to help you grow in your knowledge of God's word, and as, as your knowledge increases, then your faith should grow. So that's spiritual growth. And as you grow in faith, then you should be growing closer to God. And ultimately, we pray that you will come all the way to God, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, obeying him as you repent of your sins, confess your faith in him, and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of sins, and then begin to walk that walk with God on a daily basis. Oh, yes, we pray for you. We pray for you regularly. We pray diligently. And we pray that you're moving in that direction if you have not done so already. And we pray that these studies are helping you along that line in a very effective way. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be with you on the program today. And it's good to have all of our listeners tuned in to search the scriptures. We are so very appreciative that you've done that. And for many of you, we know it's a very purposeful thing that you do. You're interested in learning more about God's word. And you have found that on this program, that's what we rely upon as our authority. It's not upon anything that uh, Gary said or anything that I have said. We're trying to focus on God's word and God's word alone. And really, as we think about growing in that regard and maturing as a Christian, that's one of the things the Word equips us with. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17, we're told that one of the purposes of Scripture is so that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And what a great thought that is, complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what God wants us to be as his followers. And again, we hope as you listen to this program on a regular basis, you are coming more and more to see that happening in your own life. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. Now, Dennis, we're talking about being equipped. We're talking about, in this particular line of study, about being rich. Yes, we are. And uh, we've asked the question, do you want to be rich? Mm -hmm. Well, most of us would probably say, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll go for that. Yes. I like to try it, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> well, we understand that. Sure. Uh, it's, it's a good thing, or at least an encouraging thing, to know that you have, you know, enough money to, that you've got security, that you uh, don't have to worry about what might happen next week, or, yes. or perhaps even if you end up losing your job, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But now the truth of the matter is, most of us, the vast majority of us, are not what you would call materially wealthy. Yes. Not to that point where we can say, oh yeah, we've got complete security. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm not sure that anybody could ever be at the point in this world, just purely from a material perspective to say, yeah, I got it made nothing, no problem ever. 
no way that I can't be all right for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Things can happen. They can. That's right. Unforeseen often, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. can happen. They do. But we do have this seeming compulsion or drive that we, we want to be wealthy. We want to be rich. We've got all kinds of infomercials. We've got workshops. We've got clinics. You know, we've got all kinds of self-help books. You can get CDs. You can get videos on and on and on. They've all got the secret, Mm -hmm. the secret Mm -hmm. whereby you can become wealthy. Yes. Well, the ones who are really becoming wealthy are the ones who write those books and sell them and then, you know, do the CDs and the videos and hold the seminars and the mm-hmm. training sessions and the clinics and on and on and on. That's right. Now, they get wealthy. They do. Probably the vast majority of those who buy into those things do not get wealthy. No. More for the most part, I would say they do not. It's an elusive dream. Mm-hmm. An elusive dream. Yet... The opportunity is there. Mm -hmm. But really, while there's nothing wrong with being wealthy, with being rich, as long as you keep it in proper perspective, that's not where real security is, is it? No, it really isn't. And you know, when you ask the initial question, Gary, do you want to be rich? I think the, the vast, vast majority of people automatically think about the physical realm. Yes, yes. But again, as you said, that's not where it's at. It's not where it's at. Well, we've looked at some passages of Scripture, some contexts wherein we can get perhaps a truer perspective on what our outlook for life should be. Mm -hmm. And it should have more of a spiritual focus. In fact, the spiritual focus should dominate. It really should. We need to recognize that there is nothing that this world can offer us no degree of wealth, Mm -hmm. no amount of wealth or accumulation or or possessions that begins to compare with the spiritual riches of being saved in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, a, a Christian individual can have zero money in their bank account and yet be wealthy beyond imagination due to the fact that they are in Christ. You know, a a man was telling me just today, in fact, he was relating to me about his siblings, you know, his physical brothers and sisters, and he's talking about how many of them were already probably millionaires. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm the poor one. (laughs) But then he said, but I'm the rich one in some ways. I understood what he was talking about. Exactly. He was the one who was a Christian. Yes, And he understood that that meant that he was spiritually rich. Mm -hmm. And that is the way we need to look at it. Yes, it is. We need to understand that is by far the most important matter that we need to give attention to in our lives. Most definitely. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6 and read verses 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus gives a lesson here that all of us need to pay heed to. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he's saying, now, you need to understand where your priorities are, or at least where they should be. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with being rich materially, with having material wealth and possessions. Mm-hmm. But he says, if that's where your security lies, mm-hmm. if that's where your main focus in life is, then he says you're missing the boat. Yes. Because all of the wealth, all of the material possessions that have to do with this world are temporal. Mm -hmm. That is, they're of this world, and therefore they are temporary. Yes. They decay. They break down. How many times have we gone through a neighborhood or gone past a particular house? We looked and we, whoa, that might have been a fine home at one time. Maybe not all that many years ago, but it might have been real old, but, but maybe not that old. But we see it's in such disrepair. It's coming apart. needs a paint job. Uh, holes in some of the walls. Maybe the, the roof is, is, is losing its shingles. Mm-hmm. Broken windows. Those kinds of things. And, and we think, oh, it's a shame to let that house run down, go down that way. But, but that's the way of the world. Yes, it certainly is. That's the reality of life on this planet. Mm-hmm. Everything breaks down. Everything decays. Mm-hmm. Things rot. Yes. And ultimately the elements take a toll. Mm-hmm. Age simply has its effect mm-hmm. on things. And those of us, you know, who have gotten a little farther along in life, we can attest to that, can't we? Certainly. Even on our physical bodies. Right. Well, so Jesus says this world Moth and rust consume, thieves break in and steal. Mm-hmm. But if you have your treasure in heaven, mm-hmm. you may lose your treasure on this earth, but if your real treasure is there in your spiritual life, mm-hmm. then he says, you know what? It doesn't decay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break down. Nobody can steal it from you. That's right. Yeah, what a great assurance that is from our Lord. It really is. And we need to take that to heart. Oh, yes, we certainly do. And we need to live with proper understanding of those Mm -hmm. truths that he's getting across there. Mm -hmm. Now, he really makes that point, though, and this may may be missed by a lot of people in verse 21. Mm -hmm. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes. And really, that is such a great point to take note of here. Uh, There are probably a number of things we could relate to that. Uh, One of them being the fact that Paul told his Christian readers in the book of Philippians that their citizenship was in heaven. Well, if we as Christians are a citizen of heaven, that's where our heart should be. That's where our thoughts should be centered. You know, Paul went on in writing the church at Colossae. He told the Colossians in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 of that particular letter They needed to set their minds on the things above. Yes. That's the same idea. Their heart was where their treasure was, in heaven. Whatever is the main focus of our life, that's where our heart is. Yes. That's where our main emphasis is. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, if it's on things in this world, well, those things are going to pass away. That's right. You need to have your real treasure in heaven, mm-hmm. on the spiritual side of life. Mm-hmm. John, you know, in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, he talks about there the, 
different avenues of temptation through which the devil tries to lure us into sin. Yes. Lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Mm -hmm. But he goes on and says that this world is passing away. Mm -hmm. And the lusts of it. And the lusts of it. Yes. And one of the lusts of this world is for riches, material possessions, mm -hmm. materialism. Yes. Peter makes the same point basically in in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. The day of the Lord is coming. Mm -hmm. And he says that this world and everything in it is going to burn up. That's right. Going to burn up. Mm -hmm. So if that's where our treasure is, if that's where our main focus in life, where we find our real security, our real meaning for life, going to be gone. It's gone. That's right. You know, I remember, I've told the story before about a preacher. He uh, was, was speaking in a special uh, series of lessons in a congregation, I believe somewhere in Texas, but, but where it doesn't really matter. But he, uh, I believe, went home for dinner with one of the members of the congregation, one of the families, you know, one day. And apparently this, this family was pretty well off, had a big mm -hmm. ranch or farm or something, even had a helicopter, I believe. Mm. And so the, uh, the man, he, he, he told the preacher, here, I'll take you up in my helicopter and I'll show you my place. Yeah, I've never had a place big enough where you needed a helicopter to see it all, <laughs> no. you know. But he takes him up and he shows him all around, and and I guess he's expecting the preacher to be pretty impressed with everything he sees. And after a while, he says, well, "What do you think?" The preacher said, "I think it's all going to burn up one day." <laughs> I don't think that's what the man was expecting to hear. Not likely. And yet it was exactly true. It was indeed. Exactly true. Yes. Now there was nothing wrong with that man owning all of that, mm -hmm. whatever it was they showed, that preacher. No. But if that's where your real meaning in life is, if mm -hmm. that's what you think your real accomplishment is and where your real security lies, well, you're missing the boat. Yeah, you're right, Gary. And uh, you know, I think it might be good to point out at this point as we speak about these things, you know, we've said there's no sin, there's no harm, there's nothing wrong in having riches or wealth. The attitude a person has toward it is what makes the difference. That's right. And we need to be thankful that there are people who are living as Christians, who are very wealthy from a material standpoint, who can do very good, very positive very helpful things with those riches, helping yes. other people, helping the church that they're a part of, uh, maybe helping Christian colleges, whatever it might be. We can be thankful for those people because they seem to have the right attitude toward them. They're not putting their trust and their dependence in those riches. Yes. So often, though, the temptation is to lead a person not in that direction. And but, of course, that's why Jesus indicated it's hard for a person of wealth to get into the kingdom of God. Yes. You've got these extra blessings mm -hmm. that now you need to be thankful for, mm -hmm. recognize where you got them, mm -hmm. that's from God, mm -hmm. and now use them to serve him and to his glory. You know, we might think, well, 
someone who doesn't have the money to pay the bills that come in, and I'm not talking about necessarily extravagant bills, but just bills of daily living, the pressure that puts on them. Well, when someone is wealthy, they have pressures on them as well, just from a different standpoint. James, in James chapter uh, 4, he talks about the teacher. Now, in chapter 3, the beginning of chapter 3, he talks about the one who is, the, who, who is a teacher of the gospel. And he talks about, now, you need to recognize, and I'm putting it, of course, in kind of uh, uh, contemporary terms. He says, you need to recognize, if you're going to be a teacher of the gospel, more is going to be required of you. Mm-hmm. You have a greater responsibility. He actually said that as a teacher, we shall receive a stricter judgment. Yes. I think that principle we can recognize as almost certainly going to also be applied to those with greater blessings. Very likely. Materially. Yes. God is going to expect us to use those blessings Mm -hmm. in ways that are going to bespeak our Christianity and Mm -hmm. our service to him and bring him glory. You know, we can even relate the uh, parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus made that very point. Yes, yes. You know, the master gave talents to some of his servants, one to this one, five to this one, ten to that one. He came back after a period of being absent, and they had to give an accounting of what they did with them. And, of course, the one with five, the one with ten had doubled them. The master was pleased, said, you've done well. The one who had been given the one talent did not do anything with it. He hid it. He buried it in the ground. And, of course, with him, the master was not pleased. And condemned him. He condemned him. And, of course, the talents were simply sums of money. Yes. Now, again, the principle can be applied in different ways, but yes. that's, that's what they were. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew mm-hmm. six twenty one. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Now, there is, again, something of a parallel to what you pointed out earlier, about our citizenship being in heaven. Yes. And we need to set our minds on things above, Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And here Peter is saying, if, and, and this certainly goes along with what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, where we were a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, okay. That being the case, Peter is saying, here, if we're faithful Christians then we've got an inheritance reserved in heaven for us. Mm -hmm. And he says, undefiled. Yes. Now that means it's not going to waste away. Right. And that goes along with what Jesus said back in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21 again. Mm -hmm. Not going to rust. The moths aren't going to eat it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to lose it. Nobody's going to steal it from us. Mm -hmm. It's reserved there. Yes. Undefiled, incorruptible. Does not fade away. Does not fade away. Mm-hmm. There's no element on this earth that can be described in those terms. Not at all. Everything, the, 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 the most sturdy metal or precious gem, eventually in time will wear. Mm-hmm. 
But Jesus says, here, if you're a faithful Christian, if you're walking with me in faithfulness, in truthfulness, you've got a, an inheritance waiting for you in heaven itself, and it'll never fade away. Yes. It'll never decay. You never have to worry about posting a guard mm-hmm. at the door. Nobody will ever steal it from you. What a great promise that is for those who follow our Lord. Yes. And of course, he's talking about boiled down eternal life. Yes, he is. Eternal life. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Dennis, I don't know what all's going to go with eternal life. We're no. not really given the full picture there. Mm-hmm. We're told we're going to be in, a, in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're necessarily supposed to understand some of the descriptions of heaven that are given as being literal in nature. I, I think they're probably somewhat illustrative of, of what it's going to be like using terms and things that we can relate to from this world. Streets yeah. of gold. Yeah. And yet gold that, are, that is transparent. I've never seen that. Yeah. Gates of pearl. Yes. You know, a city that is four square, that is huge if you calculate its dimensions literally. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a city that would cover half the size of the United States virtually. Yes, indeed. And yet, that's only the surface area. Mm-hmm. It's also that high mm-hmm. because it's four square. That's right. Well, a city like that, we've never seen anything like that. No. And, you know, you think about those writers, Gary, and how difficult it would be to try to describe something spiritual using physical terms. And I think that's what they were trying to do. I I think that is probably the case. And yet we're we're supposed to be impressed with the magnificence, the awesomeness Mm -hmm. of heaven and not just the awesomeness and magnificence of heaven, but of our being there. Mm-hmm. Being there, walking those streets, mm-hmm. passing through those gates, yes. residing in that magnificent place. Yes. Our time is up for today. We're going to have to leave that image there as motivation to be sure to get together again next time. And we'll continue this study asking the question, do you want to be rich? And obviously we're talking about now what kind of riches are the most important to you. Mm-hmm. Be sure to tune in again. And in the meantime, if you want to know, if you want to study for yourself, contact us right away and ask for that free Bible study. And you can learn how to tap into the riches of Christianity. We hope to hear from you right away.